Is the American dream still alive? starting a new uh, review series since we finished the Demi episodes. Um, we're back with a show called Undercover Billionaire. We're going to be doing episodic reviews of it. It's possibly even dumber than the Demi show. It's definitely more evil than the Demi show. Um, it is exactly what it sounds like. To join us for the first installment, we have a Bushwick business maven, a key player, and a victim of uh, domestic terrorism, Jake Sillen. Hello, Mama. How are Happy you to be here. Happy to be here. Happy to be alive. Hess is here as well. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> there she is. <laughs> <laughs> the first time I saw this show, I was just scrolling through the Discovery Plus app. Because it, li it literally is the best streaming platform out there. Because it's just like shows called like meth truckers <laughs> <laughs> and i saw undercover billionaire and i was like i need to watch this show of course it's like it's a piece of like hustler propaganda or whatever i'm way more interested in the characters themselves than any kind of critique of the show because the critique is self-evident like it's just it, it's not really that interesting well we should explain what happens the show is about these billionaires and what they do is they go to a struggling opioid crisis-ridden town in, like, middle America. Absolute shit town. Yeah. With, yeah, with $100. <laughs> Garbage small cities. Yeah. <laughs> Seventh tier cities, literally. And given... they, they yeah, get yeah. a truck, $100, <laughs> and a phone with no contacts. And that's key. They have no contacts. No contacts. They no have contacts. to have assumed identities. New names. Yes. New new, a little bit of a new look. <laughs> a little bit of a new look, yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They have to it's do. Debatable. Wear, they have to wear a Groucho Marks. Uh, they have to wear overalls, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they get a hundred dollars, a truck, um, an old truck, it, an old truck. It's a very old. It's truck. an old truck, Bus like a 2012 uh, Chevy Silverado. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and they are tasked with building from scratch a business that will be valued at a million dollars within 90 days given this these bare bone materials um, so that's the so show that's the show there's three billionaires um we'll go through we should mention that this is season yeah. two it so is yeah. season two yeah yeah so in season one this billionaire glenn uh glenn shearns Glenn the first trans-mass billionaire exactly. in history. <laughs> he is very trans-mass. And trans he failed. I think we can say that. We can give he that spoiler. He a barbecue restaurant. And in the first season, he ended and he didn't hit that million-dollar goal, but he's yeah. still working at that barbecue restaurant. If you think that might... <laughs> the first season is not that good. The second season is amazing. Glenn Stearns is pretty uncharismatic. He's kind of wimpy. Um, unlike he's, this, he is like a philanthropist, like his whole yeah. sort of idea. It, it's about like restoring the town. It's sort of they've done episodes where they go back and check in on him, and he's you know like really involved in like the fabric of the community of the town, and that's kind of like what he was in it for. <laughs> yeah. And so now he's they turn the camera exactly. Yeah. yeah, 
Yeah, they turn the purpose up. We get some actual sociopath, sociopathic billionaires with real charisma and absolute bloodthirst. Like they are, they go into these towns, they shake everyone down, they lie, they cheat, they scam. They truly do use every like evil resource at their at their power to exploit these local family businesses. And they're also, they're not billionaires. <laughs> Elaine, her net worth is 200 million. She's not even a fifth of a billionaire. So let's get into that because I love each of these characters. The casting for these three is genius because it really does kind of cover a it's full a spectrum. cultural spectrum. Mm-hmm. To, I think we can start with our favorite, just a quick primer on each of them, and then we'll get into the actual hijinks they pull in these mm-hmm. shit towns. Elaine, I would say, is favorite across the board. Yeah. Episode one. Hands down. <clears throat> so her name yeah. is Elaine Kulati. She is a she is a real estate developer. She lives in California. Um, her intro is so amazing. She's just like <laughs> she's like, it's not an, it's not easy to be a woman in construction. There's no crying in construction. I make other people cry. I'm Elaine Kulati and I'm one hundred percent a badass. I'm a builder, I'm a developer, I'm a designer, and I'm a visionary. Casinos, hospitals, luxury homes. I've handled over a billion dollars worth of real estate. If it can be built, I can figure out a way to do it. No one's made me cry, but I make everyone <laughs> cry. <laughs> <laughs> like, she like, calls herself skinny. She she's calls like, herself skinny. She's yeah. like listing all of the problems she has to face on a daily basis, and she's like, I'm so skinny. But I have a long list, really, actually, of things I'm going to miss. I love to get my nails done. I like to feel perfect all the time. I always keep more than one housekeeper, and I don't have a pool man. I have a pool team. Someone to take care of the horses. Swans? Swans are not easy to take care of. I'm just skinny. I have plenty of other problems. It's just that's not one of them. They passed an anti-party ordinance in my name, which really sucks. My temper is my biggest weakness. (laughs) They have to know that I'm not going to put up with any nonsense. Seek and destroy. My feet are on the ground all the time. They are solidly on the ground all the time. (laughs) (laughs) She's amazing. She's kind of like, she's got some like good work done. She's like California, like badass entrepreneurial female. Mm -hmm. She's a little bit older. She's amazing. Um, And she, she's very Gwyneth, Gwyneth build sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like mask. Except her skin is worse. Yeah. Her skin is worse. Um, The second one, probably the craziest of them all, is um, Grant Cardone. We also love Grant. (laughs) Grant is a meth head, like literal (laughs) psycho from Miami. Drug addict. Yeah. Um, um, Is he living in Miami? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm Grant Cardone, and I make money. I make a lot of money. I own 17 companies and almost two billion dollars worth of real estate. I'm the best-selling author of eight business books. Come on, come on. The founder of the 10X movement, and I sell out massive events all over the world. The show pick the show finds him in Las Vegas. He's kind of he's like an MLM guy. He does like business. he's at the top of the MLM game. Like yeah. he is the guy you buy the ticket to go to like the hotel conference for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's he got the, real... the workshops and the books and like it, he it has... cut to him doing like um uh like you know nuremberg rally style um 
session of like <laughs> screaming <laughs> at like literally like fire going off, people screaming, yeah, and he's like, like on stage going like, who are trying yeah. to like, <laughs> trying to like ha- find out how to pay their employees less. It's so yeah. unclear what he actually does. I don't know what the business is in. It's called yeah. It's called Ten X. Um, and if anyone remembers the viral, like, mini girl boss clip that ha- that went around, like, maybe six or seven months ago, it's a little girl on stage, and she's talking about how she can't wait to oh be an God. adult because she wants yes. to work. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't wait to grow up. I, I, I can't wait to work. And that was on his, his stage. That's his daughter. He's yeah. whoring out his kids at his business conferences to do, like, aspirational business, um, like, coaching. But... He um, is just, like, incredibly masculine. He's very cum-brained, as you said, Hessa. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's Um, cum-brained. And he's just, like, yeah, he's just a hardcore, like, old-school salesman, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, The third one who... Personally, hate. I hate her. <laughs> we hate her. <laughs> we, hate, we, hate, we hate her. I hate her so much. <laughs> also, she, not a millionaire or billionaire. Not, uh, no, she's probably the poorest of all of them. Yeah, Grant she, is actually a billionaire, but the other two really? are not billionaires. Yeah, I feel well, like he's he has like a, a like just hit. over a billion. I feel just, like Grant yeah. is like in living in a, a billion in dollar house though. of cards though, because he's <laughs> yes. like he says things like don't. You don't want to have a savings. You don't want to have any <laughs> that's retirement. His first, that's like, his first investment advice is don't save money. Don't, say, don't <laughs> save money. Everything you think you know about achieving the American dream is wrong. The middle class concepts, saving money, retirement, everything you know about money today has you trapped. Okay, man. He's, like, he's like, you got you to gotta flip it, man. You got to flip it, money. You get paid. You got to flip that money. <laughs> like, it's like he has like the cadence and like... This, the gruff voice of someone who's at a bus stop who's like, I've been at this bus stop for four years and I like, I go to that, I go to that 7-Eleven all the time. I love that 7-Eleven. It's just like, it's that kind of just like really like mask homeless It's about the, it's about the grind. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's like crackhead rambling. Um, yeah. The third one, Monique, the loser, the one we all hate. Uh, Monique Ledette, she made her money from being Timbaland's wife. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> That's why she's... Timbaland's ex-wife. Ex-wife. And she, her thing, um, I believe, yeah, she runs uh, something called Rain Ventures, which is a tech startup focused on women and minorities. Um, but her sort of claim to fame is that she has, she started a record group that... Yes. I, who, I can't even remember the people that she said. It was like One, one Republic. Republic. Like one Republic. <laughs> Keith Urban, One Republic. Yeah. I'm Monique Eidlitt. I'm best known as the co-founder and CEO of Mosley Music Group, which I started with my ex-husband, Timbaland. We were a full-service label that had a joint venture with Interscope Records, with Jimmy IV, home to Nelly Furtado, One Republic, Keith Urban, Chris Cornell. Oh, I, I started leave. a grocery store records like label. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's like it's like the best value, <laughs> like dollar store. She links up uh, fail bands with failed record companies to make failed music. Um, she says she's taking on this challenge for women of color to show them that they can become, I guess, billionaires with. And I was excited for her truck. in the first the first time I watched this first episode. I was kind of excited for her because I was like, she's coming out of L.A. She has she, the music background is different. And coming yeah. from like Timbaland, I thought she could be good. But that's quickly halfway through the episode. You realize yeah. she is just awful. Yeah, she's <laughs> awful. She's and also 
I'm realizing maybe it's her fault that like Timbaland and One Republic made that song together. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That's probably why they got divorced because he was like, you, you, got, you, made, me, you made me make the worst song ever. You don't <laughs> I don't love you anymore. <laughs> and they do this. They say goodbye to all of their families. And Monique is at like Timbaland's house, I think, like handing off the kids because she's like, Mommy is going to a post-industrial shit town to do like lifestyle charity business. work. Charity work. Yeah. <laughs> and Timberland's like, man, I would never do that shit. Yeah. <laughs> he literally just flat out is like, I would never do that. Yeah, she's but, doing charity work, which is people giving her charity. Literally, <laughs> literally. literally, she's she's just very infographic. She speaks in infographics. Mm-hmm. It's truly just like she's been brain poisoned. And this entire um, season takes place during the very beginning of covid like yeah so so actually different so different phases so grant actually later in the series we'll see that like he kind of has to deal with shelter in place uh guidelines and but the other two they're post-covid so they're both like kind of maybe end of 2020 well they all go to different states and i feel like they have different like state laws too for how things shut down and stuff but covid is like I, another main character in this series. It's very funny. Mm-hmm. Grant gets COVID at one point and has a complete. <laughs> Grant is always having a meltdown in a parking lot. <laughs> this time he also has like a fever. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Okay, which one? Which one should we start with? I let's, think we start with Grant. He's yeah, like the center. He's kind of Grant, the center of the character. Yeah, Grant, he really like, holds it down. It. The first thing when he says goodbye to his family, he's like. I'm going to bring you out there with me the first chance I get. And then, like, you see, like, a little side quest, like, a side quest acquired like, marker come up. Yeah. The, whole, the whole series is very video game, because as his characters go throughout their quest to start um, a million-dollar business within 90 days, there's like a see UI. how much money they have. Yeah. And, like, yeah. every time they spend something, their, like, meter, like, it, like, turns red and, like, their, it, like, decreases, you know? It's very... And then like, later... And then it becomes their net worth. So it starts to become yeah. what have they acquired and yeah. what are they who are they working with it's an amazing mm-hmm. premise i yeah. want i personally want to do this so bad yeah it'd be so fun to, to do this to <laughs> it'd be, be amazing like, dropped off somewhere so grant um takes off in a plane after a very tearful goodbye to his family he has two young daughters and a like like bitmoji ass wife <laughs> 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 it literally looks like he just like bought her. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but they all start crying and he's like, I'm gonna get you guys out there the first chance I get. I need my family. I need my family. That's just one thing I really need. Which is like kind of against the rules. It as someone be. who's living a different life as yeah, like a you- fake Yeah. He's yeah. barely supposed to be in contact with them, I much know. less like bringing yeah. them into his new life, I like know. pulling them out of school so that they can like join him to like business meetings where he's not supposed to have kids. <laughs> and so each of these, each of these um, uh, characters, they have, um, they establish their sort of like their bootstrap, like lifestyle or, or like, you know, life path. Grant comes from a uh broken home his like i guess his dad was never there and he um apparently he got his skull bashed in with a pistol when he was <laughs> when he was yeah. doing drugs like i was with druggies i was with drug dealers i got into some nasty stuff i was selling cars he's just like <laughs> he's very hunter biden um but mm-hmm. that's kind of yeah. his his uh sympathetic upbringing is that he had uh a lot of problems with drugs clearly the way he talks yeah. is still like coke head 
Yeah. Um, so his life story is already, he's like, he's made a business out of selling the American dream. And mm -hmm. so like this show is just perfect for him because it's just another chance to like prove that basically you could, if you just have the right business principles, you can make anything happen yeah. anywhere in the country. Yeah. And so he, he gets on a private jet of his own, I believe. And he is mm -hmm. sent to uh, Pueblo, Colorado. But my favorite part of him taking off in the jet, the jet takes off. He's like really sad because he can't see his family. He's not, he doesn't have his girls with an eyesight. And as the jet is taking off, he says, start her up, boys. Like, <laughs> I guess he's like screaming that at the pilot. It's like, dude, like. Like he's on a dinghy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like when you let a toddler sit in the front seat of a parked car and like move the steering wheel around. And be like, you're such a good driver. It's like, yeah. you can't just tell your pilot, like, take it, lift it up. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's so exactly. <laughs> so then he, he lands in Pueblo, Colorado, which when I lived in Denver, Pueblo is like an hour or so south of um pueblo and it was the murder capital of the united states at this time um there's a like poop processing plant in pueblo <laughs> the entire town smells like shit the poop, a, factory. A poop factory <laughs> <laughs> like a closed poop factory probably <laughs> everyone lost their jobs in a abandoned, abandoned <laughs> poop factory <laughs> that's the vibe that pueblo gets and he lands and he's immediately just like i don't even know where to start man he starts kind of freaking out he acts like he's so actively being hunted he's like i just gotta stay on the road i just gotta i gotta go see what's going on so he gets in his truck and he starts driving into the center of town and he says what i think is my favorite line from him the whole show yeah. which is you have to when you get to town you have to quickly identify key players i need to quickly find key players in this town and get myself a payday which i since we watched this show over a year ago yeah. i have not stopped thinking about that line that he gets into town and his eyes are looking for like these like like UI overlay of like glowing key players he's as opposed for, to normal people. He's looking for quest giving NPCs. Literally. Yes. He just he like sees he like sees a woman coming out of a Walmart with like a cookie. Not a key player. Like, not, not a key player. Loser. Loser. I, I, I can't get anything from that bitch. He's looking for the manager of the Walmart instead. He's like glowing in his mind. I, I love Brett because he really, he really is the only one that like because he's so like frenetic and like just like high T business mindset. He's the only one that really does do like hustle entrepreneur stuff like well. Like he 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 like um Monique it does like mutual aid and Elaine it kind of like charms her way into every scenario. She fucks like, her way in. She fucks her way yeah. in. We'll get to Elaine. We'll get to Elaine being a little coquette. But Grant is just like he's like, you gotta identify key players. You got you never take no for an answer. Yeah. So he so the first key player that he finds. The first key player. <laughs> first key player. <laughs> when I'm like drunk at a gay bar and like wanna hook up with someone like I gotta identify the key players. <laughs> So his first key player is the manager of an RV sales like <laughs> yard, which is he's he's not wrong. I mean, again, this is a abandoned poop factory town. No, like, he he tore beyond. He tore beyond. Yeah. And so he he's like on his phone in his like giant suburban SUV, but like a shitty one, and he's like. 
He's like, I'm scroll. I'm looking for RV. They all the RV places close at five. I don't know how I'm gonna find one. I gotta find one quick. And he calls an RV place. Um, and he tells like, him, I'm gonna buy an RV. <laughs> <laughs> he, says, he like tells lies him, stay, to op- stay open for me. I'm he gonna lies, buy an RV. He lies his way to the bottom at the end. This episode is him lying his way to the very bottom. <laughs> <Literally>. <laughs> and so he he has him to stay in. He goes into this RV place and like ab- immediately like one foot into this sales place he's like hello he's like just starts announcing himself to an empty room well so this is also where we should bring in the cameras this whole (laughs) this whole thing is mediated by like like a documentary crew so anywhere he walks in he has the added like bonus of like six cameras following him and a producer so anyone kind of gives him a first meeting just because this is like a poop town yeah and he he, um, they all, again, like, they have assumed identities. His name is Lewis Curtis, which is such a fake name. <laughs> it's like such a Male porn name. star Male name. Male porn star name. <laughs> he, you know he's, ha- he's done gay porn. Oh, he, like, he, he looks he, it. He he's looks it. definitely done it in his, like, crack smoking days. Probably mm-hmm. doesn't remember. <laughs> but he's been, he's been there. It's like a porn, th- it's like a porn hub video called like White Thug Comes at Night. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, but he, he goes in, he meets the owner of this um, RV shop. He immediately shakes him down and he has an assumed identity and they all also have to lie about why the camera crews are there. He says that the camera crew is there because they're doing a documentary about entrepreneurs in um pueblo and the guy who he's talking what's that guy's name again the rv guy ryan ryan he talks to ryan he tells ryan that and ryan's like oh are you you do you have a business in town like what are you doing he's like no i just i just got here from la and I like, just got here. he goes like an hour ago <laughs> i just got here yeah he's like, i'm just moving my family out from la so they're kind of following me around Is it all right if they're here you here in pueblo yeah you well know? welcome to pueblo yeah thank you thank you thank you so this is this is an RV, right? Yeah. And he's like, so I'm not looking for a handout. So what can I do if I'm staying in this? Uh, if I'm staying in this RV, <laughs> like, he makes asks in like the best way, where he like he really undercuts it at the beginning, and then he yeah. like asks for. He's something. already made the ask. He's already <laughs> made the ask. Yeah. It's like, could I? I'm like, oh, I, I really need a dollar. Could you give me twenty? It's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he does that with RVs. He does it with cars. But he loves name dropping Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Loves being like, I just got here from LA. I need to start a business. Which is actually smart. It's like, fun. someone coming into Pueblo and just name dropping LA does work. Because, like, oh, City Slicker's here. He must Exactly. Know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's preying on their insecurities. Oh, my favorite thing he says before he pulls up to the RV place is, oh, it looks like a family business. <laughs> <laughs> but well, the UI, like, down. a thing, like, comes up, like, family business. Family, family business. Key player. <laughs> business type. Co- colon. Family. Family. <laughs> family business. Easy to make deals with. <laughs> So, the wife uh, pressure point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he wins over the affection of Ryan. This, uh, like, just normal, like, fat, like, just you know, like corn-fed, corn-fed American fed. Boy. average poop town resident. Average yeah, and, town he, resident. and he literally <laughs> tells him like, oh, <laughs> Ryan is walking Grant back to the like, office to be like, let's sit down and talk about it, brother. And he's like, if you're in Pueblo, you got to try a slopper. 
And by the way, if you're gonna live in Pueblo, you're gonna have to try a slopper. Stop it. Stop talking to me. I'm so. gonna Google that right now. <laughs> so Pueblo, Colorado, slopper. And Grant is Grant's just like, yeah, okay. <laughs> it looks exactly like you think. <laughs> it's just like a sloppy joe, I'm sure. Um, it's a cheeseburger or hamburger covered in red chili or green chili. Oh. Um, and then they're served with like a huge portion of coleslaw. That sounds absolutely vile. Oh you gotta, you gotta try a slopper at poopies. <laughs> you gotta go down to poopies. Go down to poopies. Head down to poopies. Slug it, So Grant, wait, Ben. I think your mic came undone again. Wait, really? But it sounded yeah. awesome. It sounded great. Oh no! It happened. It sounded really good. Oh no! Okay, hold one second. Jake, that happens all the time. It sounded so cool. It's so annoying. Wait, I need to turn this down a little bit. You said the word slopper like ten times. <laughs> no. I'm keeping it in. I'm keeping it in. on i'm back on um jake i'm oh, sorry my mic cut out again you're probably getting an amazing slopper music uh, beat down right now but jake found in the meantime while i was reconnecting that the best slopper in pueblo has avocado <laughs> i put a uh, picture of a slopper in the chat 20, we'll make that the episode art a 21 dollars slopper i'm looking up slopper burger nyc and we're gonna go get one well we have to bring the slop we have to do we have to slopper you know, pop up we have to do a slopper pop up slopper pop up <laughs> look oh y'all we gotta identify the two places in new york city we literally on ben's street there's a place that's a slopper. are you literally? serious yes. oh god this picture is it looks like vomit <laughs> Okay, so it seems like on one side of town, they put oyster crackers on top of the slopper. <laughs> there's, probably, there's probably like regional beef, micro-regional beef. The other about. side uses raw white y'all onion. Put, y'all put, I know y'all yeah. put oyster crackers on your sloppers. <laughs> okay. So gross. Oh, God, disgusting. So, um, Grant shakes down this rv owner for um shelter for the night um and he basically i forget he just does his grant style ask where he's like look i'm not looking for a handout i don't got a place to sleep but if you give me an rv i'll only be there for four days <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and, the and guy, nothing and in then... return he didn't offer to work or anything well he was like yeah. i'll do security or he was I'll like he was like, like you'll get free security because i'll be there and the guy was like i guess <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's like it kind of seems like we would need the security like, to take care of to you, you yeah, out. exactly <laughs> and then after um afterwards ryan is tells grant um oh by the way go to, check out poopers go, to, go down to poopies i got you a hundred dollar <laughs> gift card for so you can get a meal tonight yeah, <laughs> he says. He says, "Go to the bar and talk to Candy. I got a hundred dollars. Go talk to Candy and get a slopper." 
Goat dog candy at Poopy's got a slumber. And he has a hundred dollar tab. Um, so he he does so, go. So that night he goes, and if you notice, so he goes, he orders two dishes, and he gets one to go, and then he heads out, and he you know he eats his meal. He's got a meal for tomorrow. He's excited. He's above. You know he hasn't lost a dollar. He's actually made some money. He's made he some bar money. tab, and he's got. But they show shelter. they show how much money his money has gone down. And he, of his bar tab, and he spent eleven dollars on two items, which I understand Pueblo, Colorado might be cheaper. It's but I'm guessing he didn't tip. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that Grand Cardone is not a tipper. He, no, that's, absolutely. That's one did of not his ten X lessons. Ne- y'all never tip. Don't tip. Don't, don't tip. tip. <laughs> never tip. Don't tip as a business lesson. A tip. Here's a tip. The tip I give them: don't have a retirement fund. <laughs> <laughs> don't have a four hundred one k. Don't tip. The tip I give them is yeah, don't don't have a savings account. Reinvest that into key players. <laughs> yeah. He well while he is- and also it's I do it's so crazy for a guy to be like go to this restaurant and get dinner on me. And for you to go there and be like, can I have two entrees? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so wait one second. Um, never mind. Um, so he then um, goes to meet the next day, his first full day. He goes to meet um, this guy named Matt Smith. Another Ryan, key player. The um, RV key player told him. In their life. It's very much like a ladder of connections where he's like the RV guy. He asked the R- he shook the RV guy down for his like biggest connection. He was like, mm-hmm. who's like the wealthiest guy you know in town? And then he made a meeting with that guy. So he goes to see Matt Smith, another key player who. Um... Well, so he goes first to use his gym to shower for free. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't use exactly all that. the machines. He uses like the, the five weirdest gym machines I've ever seen. <laughs> The rope climber machine. Yeah, the rope climbing machine was it's crawling insane. like a jackal on this like moving ladder thing. And he's in like full sweats and he's wearing like glasses that he probably doesn't need, but he just thinks they make him look smarter. Yes. Like me. You know? I know. Um, and so then he again he does the thing, like whenever he's meeting someone, whenever he's meeting a key player. He asserts himself with so much just like dominance that he scares them. Like yes. the guy yeah. who he's meeting with, named Matt, is not at the gym yet. He is where Matt works, conducts his multiple businesses out of this gym. The he has an office there. The and Matt walks in, and Grant is like standing at the counter, and he just goes, There's the man I've been looking for. And it's like, yeah. I don't know who you are. You're just, scary. You're sweating from <laughs> exercising like a jackal. And, and you have like a, a gotcha camera, camera crew. crew yeah. <laughs> Matt thought that he was like on cheaters or something. It's <laughs> <Yeah, literally. laughs> like, he's like, So what were you doing last night at Poopies with Diane? <laughs> <laughs> and Matt is just like, I'm not going to meet with you right now. I don't know who you are. Your story about being in Pueblo for like 30 hours straight from LA wanting to start a business with no money (laughs) is incredibly sus. So sus. (laughs) So he does not meet with um, Grant. 
and Grant storms out into the parking lot. He has a he melt. He feels like a failure. He has a meltdown. Yeah. He really does not face rejection. The first of well. many meltdowns. <laughs> yeah. meltdowns. First of many. He, he's like, I can't make any deals if I got this mommy producer and, if, and a camera crew following me. I can't well, do so it. Well, so the funny thing is, the first time I watched this, I thought that the producer just stepped in of like their own accord, but they stepped in because he asked Grant about his backstory and Grant went blank. Grant had nothing prepared. He was like, where are you from? And, he, and Grant just goes, uh, like, just stands there. And so a producer comes in and is like, hey, so this is the show. So what, what put you guys up to Pueblo? How'd you guys figure this place out? What's, what's, your, what's your backstory? Good morning. Matt Smith, pleasure to meet nice you. Nice to meet you, I think, too. What's the backstory? I want to know. Yeah, you should know. <laughs> I really don't want cameras in here. This isn't how it rolled, dude. How do you build a business? People beg for meetings with me. And now I have to have some mommy producer step in okay. and problem solve or create more problems for me because of these stupid cameras. I'm going to go. He says he'll, he'll think about talking or taking a meeting with me later. This is humiliating. Not being able to reveal who I am is wrecking my confidence. I've never been Lewis Curtis before. It's changing my whole pitch. Killing my momentum. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then, uh, yeah, uh, Matt just says no, and Grant goes into the parking lot and has a complete meltdown. Um, and then he, I believe he drives, yeah, he drives back to his um, RV encampment, and he eyes a, um, he eyes a Jeep. That is in the parking lot without a for sale sign, and he just goes. That's His a... UI picked on a picked up on a Jeep <laughs> yeah. in the corner of the lot. Yeah. A 2019 he's, Jeep. He's just like, I really need a win, and he walks up to the Jeep. And he's like, Nice, nice Jeep, nice Jeep. <laughs> I've gotten nowhere on my goal to make three or four thousand dollars this week. I don't know what I'm doing, where I'm at. Good looking Jeep. It's for sale with no phone number on it. Must be Ryan's. It's gorgeous. Love to be riding around in this bad boy. A lot better than what I'm driving. Maybe I could turn this into cash. I'm gonna cut a deal with Ryan right now for that car out there. That's my goal. This is my favorite part, maybe, of Grant's <laughs> arc. <laughs> so he goes into the RV place. He sits down um with ryan and he's just like that's a super nice jeep out there and pivotally here he's holding a broom okay. so he comes he, he grabs a broom and he says hey i want to help out you know i don't do anything for free i don't i don't take handouts i'm here to help he's like i was just looking for the broom is what he says when he walks in the yeah. room and grabs and the goes, broom could we sit in your office for a second <laughs> i wanted to grab a broom the the, the uh the jeep Mm-hmm. You want to sell that? Oh, yeah. That's, that's Where, where's your office? Can we go in your office? Yeah, we can go in my office. Yeah. Not a problem. I can't thank you enough for what you're doing for me, but I don't want a handout. So I got to figure out some kind of way to pay you back. So they go back <laughs> to the office, and he is still holding the broom, and he does his whole thing. He is ab just absolutely obsessed with saying, I'm not looking for a handout before asking for, like, $40,000 Jeep. And he goes, I'm not looking for a handout, but you know, like, is that Jeep? You selling that Jeep out front? And Ryan's like, oh, ironically, that's a, a Jeep I bought for my wife, but then we got divorced. <laughs> no, he says, um, it's a Jeep I bought for my wife, but um, it's bad in the snow. Oh, it's bad in the snow. Oh, mm -hmm. he said it. He said wife in a way where it, it seemed like she yeah, was, I was really she did not. not. She didn't was, like the Jeep. Maybe she didn't yeah. like it. Um, and it was a gift for him yeah. <laughs> that he got his wife. Grant's pitch here is that 
he can sell the Jeep for Ryan. Um, but what he really wants to do is sell his shit car that production team gave him. So he has like, $2,000 so in his he pocket. He has $2,000 and then he can have like a flashy little car to drive to business meetings and stuff. And it's very clear that he- It's not a bad idea. Honestly, no, it's, a good it's not idea. his worst idea. And so basically, I think, he's like, I think he it's a pretty sell. bad idea. <laughs> well, it works. <laughs> it makes sense for him. It makes it sense does. for him. It makes sense for him. If you're going to be the kind of person who's just like shaking people down, he got a Jeep out of it. And, and so then, then <laughs> as he leaves the nothing. office, he leaves the broom in the office. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks for the Jeep. <laughs> and he pitches it to him as like, I'll sell it. Don't worry, I'll sell it. And yeah. then he just like takes it. it. He takes it, and then later in the show, I noticed this. He's getting out of the Jeep at one point to go to a business meeting, and the for sale sign is in the passenger window, but it is turned around. It's turned inward. He has no interest in selling (laughs) it. The public cannot see that this car is for sale. Yeah, He's literally just stole this Jeep and was like, yeah, I can sell it for $38,000 and... I'll take like he said. I'll take like ten percent or something. No, he said he'll take nothing. But we see in later episodes that he's out to make a profit on this Jeep. He pro- oh he profits yeah. off of it. <laughs> yeah, he profits off of it. He's paper clipping. Yeah, he's paper clipping. He's literally hard. Paper- he's- What's paper clipping? Jake, paper you want to take that? <laughs> Famously, one red paper clip is the story of the Canadian guy who started with a red paper clip and ended up with a house through trades that were of greater and greater value. He's an icon for me. He's an oh icon. <laughs> we still have to do a paperclip challenge against each I know, other. It's based on like a like an old ancient Chinese story. Ancient Chinese secret. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just trade. You just barter uh, items all for barter. higher and higher value. And apparently, so you, you trade the paperclip for like a stapler, and then you trade the stapler for like a snow globe, and you yeah. trade the snow globe for like. And a guy did I do feel this. Like that sounded you know, a really planned out. A, di- yeah. a guy did get a house out of this because it was like early internet. Uh, era and it was like really like he was epic millennial it. like can you believe it and mm-hmm. so each item this guy got accrued value but through the like meme of it not through the actual item it was more like we got to do this people were all hooked into the narrative he traded like a like a neon bar sign for like a snowmobile like yeah. things where it was like uh oh, like damn. you can't yeah. just do that's not just facebook, like facebook marketplace no but in the same way that all of these um billionaires you know, uh, oftentimes the cameras are uh, an, uh, an advantage to them the same way like Facebook was an advantage to this paperclip guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but he gets the Jeep and then he immediately hits the road again, uh, scouting for some more key players and other business, family businesses to shake down. He's just like, how sexy is this Jeep? I feel like a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he just drives into town and starts pointing at buildings and being like, I'm going to buy that one. I'm going to buy that one. I'm going to buy. This is, this is a direct quote. He goes, money, 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 bang, bang, shebang. This is dope as fuck. How sexy is this Jeep? Oh, my God. I feel like a millionaire. I'm heading into downtown to get the lay of the land. Money, 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 money right here. I'm in a little magical town right here. They need to promote this town. I know money when I see it. Look at that beauty. Shebang, shebang. 330 Union. But this is dope as If I put together three or four guys, that want to put up the money to fix it. We flip this thing, and I'll surpass my million-dollar valuation. I guarantee. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's looking at like 
or, or like building from like the night like early 1900s he's like we can flip that that's a rental market right there we can flip it we can make it he's just trying to gentrify downtown poop town which no one wants and he to has look. nothing to offer nothing to offer <laughs> he has nothing to offer he and this is actually my favorite part is what happens next where he identifies another key player yeah and all he's from like, the rv guy <laughs> yeah he's like all right, camera crew, you're going to have to wait outside while I close some deals. And then he goes into this meeting with this key player who's like a real estate guy. And he like it becomes very clear after you can hear them, but you can't see them. <laughs> yeah. And it becomes very clear after a short while that he has no plan. He no has plan. nothing to offer. And it's just like literally him being like, all right, time to go and talk to this guy. <laughs> <laughs> sir, and then he comes ever... up with like three ideas in the meeting. Yeah, he's like, "Sir, have you ever considered uh, buying this building downtown?" And the guy's like, "No, that's a bad idea." And then he like comes out and is like, well, "That went fucking terrible. <laughs> so awful. <laughs> totally take." He has nothing to offer but insane ass. Unless you want to partner with me. Now we got enough projects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's all. I, that's all I wanted today was just to. I know I got to meet meet the people here, and so I appreciate it. Oh my God, that was a disaster, guys! <laughs> disaster. He asked the guy, his name is Ryan McWilliams. He's like, "We got to turn one of these old buildings downtown into students are here. We need students want cool places to live." And he's like, "Let's flip one of them." And the guy's like, "Oh, do you like? Do you want to lease it? Do you want to lease the building?" He's like, "No, I'm talking about buying it." And he's like, okay, who's buying it? And Grant's like, like, one of your friends. One of your friends, right? You got, you got <laughs> yeah. connections. You got key players. And then <laughs> Ryan is just like, no. And then Grant's like, well, what about you and I team up and we buy it? And the guy's he's just like, like, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> Grant walks out again, goes back to his RV, and then has a complete <laughs> meltdown because he's like, my kids, I don't know if I'm going to get my kids here. They're going to get half an inch taller and I won't see it. And he literally starts crying. And then he talks, <laughs> he talks about how his dad um, wasn't there for his childhood. I love Grant. He's, he's the most dramatic out of all of them. He's so, so dramatic. His final scene is he takes another meeting with Matt, the guy who walked out earlier in the gym. And before they, this, though, he shaves his yeah. head in the parking yes. lot. He shaves his head in the parking lot. <laughs> he shaves his head in the parking lot. He leaves the RV and he's like, I, I think this is the next day, actually. He wakes up, he has a clipper in his hand, and he goes down into the RV parking lot. He kneels on the ground and just starts shaving his head. And he's like, I got to keep the disguise up. And he gets up on his, uh, on his feet and he, you know, like is looking at himself in his camera. He's like, damn, you're a beast. You're sexy as hell. Damn, you're sexy as fuck. And you fucking he, freak. You <laughs> fucking weird freak. You're sexy as fuck. He gets back down on the ground, kneels in front of the camera, and he's like, you see these? You see these scars? He like literally goes like Joker mode. So there should be some cracks up here in my head. Between the ages of 15 and 25, I was hanging out with the wrong people, period. Drug dealers, druggies. And I made a comment to somebody, the guy didn't like it. The guy came to my house, beat the out of me. Took a 45 caliber, jammed it in my face, right there, and hit me with the butt of the gun over both eyes. Hit me behind both arms to disable me. Then he just started beating on top of my head. 73 stitches in my head and face. 
put in the hospital for three days, you would have thought I would have quit using drugs. It would be another two years. And his head is dented up. There's scars. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm like, dude, anyone who's making a business deal with you is going to see that your head looks like an old pumpkin. It's just so many <laughs> knots and like scars. And then you have meth eyes. Have like, meth yeah. eyes. Like, he has <laughs> beady searching eyes. He's like, where's the next hit? Like it's, he has Literally. that look in his eyes. He's like, who, can I get a bump? And he's got that dog in him. Yes, mm-hmm. he's got that dog in him. <laughs> and he's like, I was hanging out with the wrong people, drug dealers, druggies. And he's like, I got my arms disabled. I got hit over the head with a pistol. <laughs> we got it. We can put a clip in here. I, I clipped it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's so, it's so good. It's so good. And then he goes back out to have a meeting with Matt Smith again. He, he said he called Matt Smith, the gym guy, and he um, recouped uh, his initial losses at the meeting where he was uh, kicked out. <laughs> he complained about the mommy <laughs> producer. Yeah. Um, he gets into his Jeep. He goes to meet Matt Smith at what's it's not Planet Fitness. What is it called? It's um it's called like 24 like, hour fitness or it's something. Some, yeah. It's some knockoff of like a, a big chain. Yeah. Yeah. And he goes seven day fitness. Twin twin fitness. Something like that. Um yeah. he goes, this is where he gets out of the Jeep and you can see the for sale sign is pointed inward. <laughs> 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 and he goes in and he sits down with Matt and again has like another failed attempt attempt at a complete shakedown offering nothing but insane asks and he's like <clears throat> he's like how can i help you matt what do you need you're a business you're a business player you got you surely there's something you need from me and matt's just like what are you doing like yeah <laughs> where like what, what what are you offering yeah and he has nothing to offer. So he offered at the end, he offered marketing. He was like, I can promote your business. He's like, give me a chance to get foot traffic in here. Because he's, Matt has a new mattress store. A mattress and so store. he's like, you want people in the mattress store buying mattresses. Yeah. So Matt agrees to let him try something and that he'll pay the promotion costs, but he won't pay Grant anything. Exactly. Yeah. Which I guess is like, why not? I would never sure. trust Grant with anything. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. I feel like this is like a real... Um, window into how like men like straight men operate where it's just mm-hmm. like if one if like, it's like really 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 just like aggressive you just you have to say yes yeah it's yeah. like it's guy code <laughs> it's guy code yeah mm-hmm. um and matt after agreeing to let grant do promotion for his mattress company matt is like yeah i, st- I still don't know anything about it about him and i then, don't know who this weird I guy don't know is who this guy who looks like an old methed out pumpkin i don't know what <laughs> he's do for me and then grant walks into the parking lot he is high as hell off of this deal he's absolutely ecstatic and he just goes it's on like a bling blong it's on it's on like a bling blong greatest salesman in the world baby <laughs> <laughs> We have to put a clip of him saying that. It's like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to just start saying that now, too. Same with Identify Key Players. Oh it's all like a bling blong. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes, greatest salesman in the world. And he, yeah. again, got he did nothing. Did nothing. He got nothing. He offered to do work for free. <laughs> For, and a mat- for a mattress store. How is he going to get people into a mattress uh, store? I, I, can you imagine him trying to sell you a mattress like on the street? <laughs> He's going to scare the hell out of Poop Town. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the denizens of Poop Town. He's terrorizing Poop Town. He's terrorizing by this man. 
And so that's where we leave Grant. The Grant's narrative wraps up there. Um, mm-hmm. For now. From, I mean, I've seen the whole show. I know how it ends. But even from this initial um, impression, I would say it seems like Grant is winning. I mean, just by the numbers. He's, he mm-hmm. does. He's $100 ahead. He does beat out these other two, the ladies of the show. Mm-hmm. In the first episode, he is pulled ahead of the crew. I think Elaine is is killing it though elaine, she's paying to stay she's and she doesn't have anything stay. lined up let's get into elaine that's true elaine makes a bad deal um yeah. elaine our favorite our yes. mommy of the show elaine is we quite the icon we so love. she grew up she she well should we go back to the beginning yeah let's elaine, go back to the beginning we can yeah. establish she, elaine's uh sob story they are all so, the biggest whiners about their child <laughs> yeah so she grew up poor and she sold hot dogs on the street <laughs> she all of her jobs sounds so made up she's like i sold hot dogs and then i sold uh girl scout badges no, so not is, the cookies so, just this the badges. is actually how it went this is this is this was her list of how she started in business she was like a military kid she traveled a lot blah 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 like sob 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 she's like and then i started a shoe shine company hot dogs vending machines yes that's so she, that is a what was her commission quote. job so she's really big on that that commission job she had I basically she was selling shoes she was offered a flat rate and she like negotiated a commission and then she sold so much that she was the top salesman in the company. Yeah. And she was like, and then they tried to negotiate out her commission, but I don't know what that was for. I, I think I it thought was it was she... for like a railroad that she made it sound like it <laughs> no, was. For, she... So, so she picked for the railroad. She picked the name of like this, like uh, of like May. What's her last name in the May, May Ellen. Hi, my name's Elaine Mayringe. Yikes. I chose the alias Elaine Mayringe because of Rhoda Mayringe. Yeah, and uh, who is like this old like businesswoman who diverted like railroads so they didn't go through Malibu. So yeah. like she's so like went, they went through like uh, East LA or something. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Turned a Latino she's like that's my girl. A super fun site. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. So she, yeah, she was a hot dog girl boss. She sold vending machines. Um, and she has like a final goodbye dinner with her family at her house in the Palisades. Um, she's really bummed to be leaving because her kids are closing escrow. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I hate to leave when my kids are clo- closing like, escrow. Doesn't care about her family at all. She cares about the deal. You know, oh, so she's yeah. a, she's a real estate developer now estate and like developer. a designer. I wish I wasn't leaving when the kids were closing escrow. I have three beautiful children: Jessica, Leo, and Cosmo. And then there's Tim, my boyfriend. <laughs> Hey. Hey. And there's that. Yeah. I'm going to miss them. She's like on hands or hands on developer. Like there mm-hmm. are lots of shots of her, like, you know, driving a little bobcat, like bulldozer around and stuff, I, which I do believe she, she loves doing that work. She seems like a type A. She's very type A. Yeah. She's very type A. So she starts driving up the California coast, going to her town. Again, like she doesn't know where she's going. Um, she has an assumed assumed name. It's just um, she changed her last name to that. Uh, Elaine Mayringe. It's May like a dumb something. name. It's a dumb. Elaine it's May something. Ellen Allen May. Elaine Mayringe. It's like it's like a made up. It's like rug Ringe. It's like weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and so she drives up the California coast. My favorite thing about her drive there is that she has a phone mounted on the front of her like um like car console area the way you would have like you know if you're like following along with maps or whatever and she has someone telling her like literally each turn to make 
And I thought it was like Siri at first, but then I realized she had like a live assistant on air telling her each looking at her location. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you have like a real life Siri. You're like yeah. the gay guy. He's like, Alain, make a left. <laughs> Is this she Iconic. Gets- just oh my so god, Elaine, slow down. Elaine, slow down. <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> Elaine, stop drinking. Stop drinking, Elaine. <laughs> Put the wine down. <laughs> so she um, ends up in Fresno, <clears throat> California, which is like, I think it's like, what? Like, it's like desert ass California, right? Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's like, it's like opioid. Like probably like fifty percent of the town wiped out by the opioid <laughs> yeah. epidemic. Yeah. Like, so the the intro to the town said that it used to be a quarter of the country's agriculture, and now it's like nothing. Yeah. Damn. So a lot of farms. That's insane. Um. So she kind of just she drives around. Um. And she's just like, I need a cheap place to stay. She's driving around downtown, and she's just like, no one's down here. Why is no one shopping? Why? Where is? Where's the Gucci store? Like, she's just like yeah. shocked that she's not in like Beverly Hills. And she um, passes like a like five hundred person like homeless encampment. Yeah, and she's like, wow, this place is. There's a lot of opportunity here. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, look at all the people who need a place to live. Yeah, <laughs> for just over the amount of money they make at their like minimum wage jobs so she starts looking for hotels she's the only one out of the three that doesn't even consider not paying for a place to stay yeah like finding something which i think is maybe a flaw because i feel like you got to get to town and you have to first seek out something that's not paid we'll say we'll say what monique does but monique probably has the biggest she's a monster biggest slave of all (laughs) when it comes to finding a place to stay um but she it's so funny because like all of their interaction with like the locals of this shit town is so sad like she Mm -hmm. talks to some guy on the street and she's like hey do you think i can find anywhere to stay for like under a hundred dollars tonight and he's just like yeah go two blocks down it's next to ihop And, yeah. and she's like, so I'm going to somewhere called IHOP. Yes. <laughs> yeah, literally. And she's just going to all of these, like... And it's always, like, $107 for yeah. one mm-hmm. night is, like, the rate at hotels. Yeah. But just, like, shitty roadside hotels with, like, like those exposed stairways, like, like motel. Mm-hmm. Like, they're called, like, Motel 2. Open-air motels. <laughs> yeah, yeah, open-air motels. And she is rejected from all of them because she doesn't have enough money. She then kind of... She's shocked. She can't believe... Absolutely shocked. She cannot find a place for under $100. So she then starts, like, scouting other places. And also she's dressed like a minion this whole time. (laughs) 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 No, she's she's clearly wearing a pair of, like, $900 distressed overalls. Like, rag and bone overalls. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> and, and I don't think she changes her the whole no the, like, four, the first four days that she does like, like episode covers yeah iconic. <laughs> she finds she stumbles up across a place called um, Shepherd's Inn. Shepherd's Inn, and she puts it together. It's like a bar. It's and not she, an inn. <laughs> she announces. She turns to the camera and she announces, "An inn is a place where you sleep." <laughs> <laughs> An inn is a place where you sleep. Every city is always filled with inns and places above businesses because that's how the United States was built. Hi, my name is Elaine, and I'm at your place called Shepherd's Inn. 
Can you please call me back? I'm gonna I'm gonna put my phone number under the door. And, and psychotically, psychotically, she calls them, gets an answering machine, and says, "Hi, this is Elaine. I'm trying to stay at your inn. I'm leaving my phone number under the door." And then she writes her phone number down, slides it under the door. She gets a call back eventually again and after it, getting it turned works. away from everyone. It does work. It, it works. literally works. Which is shocking. <laughs> like it works. She gets a call from the owner. Um, his name is Russell. She goes and meets him, and he basically tells her, like, we rent these rooms out for by the month for four hundred dollars, but you can stay here for twenty-five a night. She, you know, she finagles that deal. And he goes and shows her the room, which I believe it's like a windowless, like walk-in closet with like a twin bed. It looks like a it looks like a nunnery. It looks like where, yeah. like people. It's have. like a shitty motel room. Yeah, it's, like a room. it's like a hostel. She again is like high off the deal, and she has this like schizophrenic rambling about God. She's like, God's just everywhere in my life. I feel oh, like yeah, God. I feel like God, God is on top of my head. Hi, hello, I'm Elaine. Elaine. Yeah. Hi, I'm Russell. Nice Stone. to meet you. Nice to meet you. I feel blessed that I found this place. I feel kissed on the head by God. You know, I always feel like God is right on top of my head. There. <laughs> yeah. She forgot about that. But then um, she also like considers not staying there because it's like a communal bathroom. Yes. And she's like, I've never in my life even once shared a bathroom with anyone. <laughs> Which and is the only place that's a quarter of the price of everywhere else. So it's like she has to I stay know. Here. I yeah. know. She's, I think she's going, she's going through a bit of culture shock is what's yes. happening. Yeah, um, absolutely. She's really, really, really blown away at the fact that like poor people have to live a certain lifestyle. Yeah. She um, sleeps there. She wakes up the next day and she's like, my neighbors love to do weed until 4 a.m. They do yeah. weed and they giggle. They do weed and they giggle and they do weed and they giggle. And I'm like, babe, they're doing math. First yeah. of all, like, well, it's also she in the intro when we first meet her. She, what part of her like explanation to like who she is when she says I'm skinny? She says there's a party ordinance in her town yeah. that was passed in her name. So she's like <laughs> selling herself as a party girl, but she clearly doesn't know like a single drug user. Oh, no, <laughs> no, she's very like she's like drinking like Palomas and yeah. like white wine. Um, she's like screening movies too loud. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. She wakes up and she's like, I need a better job. I need to find a job. I, I need to work for food. And then she says, I consume too much. So she's yeah. kind of <laughs> accepting the fact that her need for a certain lifestyle is vastly expanding her income, which is zero at the moment. Yeah. She then meets um, with Russell in the morning. Mm-hmm. And she... Um, she was only supposed to stay for one night. She's only supposed to stay for one night. She shakes him down a little bit. She um, no, she makes such a bad deal here. Mm-hmm. I think it's a, I think it's a reasonable deal. But she didn't even start low. She didn't like let him counter anything. She just started high. So her offer to Russell is, um, I can't pay four hundred for the month, but I will offer five hundred in free labor. Um, no, she says five hundred. At the end of the month. No, no, right? she said fi- it was 500 in labor. 500 but in still. labor. Oh, okay, okay. Like she'll work for like 15 an hour or something <laughs> until she hits 500. But I, I, why wouldn't you start at like three or 400? Just be like, yeah, you need help. Like no one's cleaning around here. Empty I guess, rooms. I guess, I guess. It just, or just say, just say that she would clean without giving a number because like, yeah, yeah, yeah. just like Grant, where he's like, I'm going to help you out. I don't take handouts. Definitely. She, I just yeah. don't think she's, she's not as evil as Grant. 
she's she's kind of resting on her uh female charms mm-hmm. if i can say so um her feminine wiles her feminine wiles she's really flirty with russell the uh owner of shepherd's inn who is a really like a married man a married man mm-hmm. but you can tell he's very interested He's lonely. Uh, She's the thinnest person in this town. She's the skinniest person <laughs> by far. She's the skinniest seen. person any of these people have ever laid eyes on. <laughs> she's just, and she's, she's kind of, and she kind of demands this out of him. But yeah, I guess it really, it's not a good ask because she did lay out a number. She could have done what Grant does, which is ask and then have them say a number or follow up with one later. Mm-hmm. Um, but she does start cleaning. Um, and it's so funny because when she's cleaning up these kitchens, she's just throwing away all of the food. Yeah. She well, it doesn't seem like it's spoiled. All of his food. It's spoiled because um, COVID They closed the restaurant the during COVID, and there's a restaurant below this inn, and she's basically like, I'm going to clean out everything from the restaurant that was left there. Yeah. And she's like, it smells like a, do- a dead body. I want to fucking puke. I need a shower again. She hates how dirty Shepherd's Inn is. And it does look mm-hmm. pretty mm-hmm. disgusting. It looks bad. It's it's bad. <laughs> After cleaning, she goes to the farmer's market and she mm-hmm. has a little- Which is in front of like a Walmart-sized Victoria's <laughs> Secret. <laughs> the only in, like, other that shop, it, It's like that shopping center, like stone, like, like fake stone wall, <laughs> Victoria's Secret. And for some reason, that's where they have the farmer's market. <laughs> fucking massive. <laughs> it is a massive Victoria's Secret. Um, she goes around, she has a Gwyneth moment with a couple peaches. She like buys a peach for like 10 cents or something. And she's and like, she eats it and she's like, I love this peach. This is so good. This is so good. Oh my God. That is good, man. Oh my God. That is good, man. Yeah, because she's a starving orphan. Yeah. <laughs> She um, gets a job from one of these farm stand workers as a uh, grape picker. She identifies a key player at this (laughs) farmer's market. (laughs) She's offered a job for, what is it, 13 an hour picking grapes? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Which I kind of, I was surprised at that because I feel like she could have easily you'll see that she spends she has multiple shifts at this place yeah and i feel like she with her look could easily have gotten like a receptionist job or something for like 30 an hour absolutely right like she absolutely. has that look yeah mm-hmm. she's, she's a thin white woman she's not harnessing her power no i know she's act, she's literally yeah. acting like an undocumented like yes. worker <laughs> yeah it's like, it's like what are you like she's acting like she's running from like like she murdered her abusive <laughs> husband and is yeah. on the run she's doing like, gone girl shit she's literally doing gone girl shit it's like she could work front desk at any of those hotels she went to or like literally. something by the airport you know literally. and make 25 an hour yeah. so she wakes up the next day she wakes up for her farm shift she goes and picks grapes and then after her shift she well while she's picking the grapes she does she has another Gwyneth moment where she's like I just feel like I'm in Tuscany like picking grapes at the beginning of her shift her shift starts to end and she's like I fucking hate this shit not even it's literally like a half hour into her shift <laughs> yeah, like it shows no. the time and it's like 7 30 wow this is amazing <laughs> 8 12 oh my god I'm gonna kill myself, myself. <laughs> yeah <laughs> she drives home and she's driving through downtown Fresno and she's like I just need to find a vintage building because if I can find a vintage building, I can use that to make a billion dollar business. That's how I'm going to do it. I need to start working on my million dollar business. 
I'm not exactly sure what I'm gonna do. The secret of my success is finding the right building. So I just need to find a great space. Look at this building. Oh, I'd love to have this building. I have a new goal. I'm gonna give myself five days to find a building. So I'm just gonna drive around and see what I can find. I had no idea that Fresno had this kind of architecture. If I got the perfect building, then I could maybe generate some rentals for other businesses. Let's see what's for sale downtown. If I could just find a vintage building that I could buy. Historical buildings, they have a lot of cool things that are grandfathered in. Uh, a vintage building. Golly, look at that gorgeous building. This is a beautiful building. Let me take a look and see what I can find out about this building. It'll never work. It has all kinds of historical stuff going on with it. That is such a drag about that building. But the building is a bit of a mess. I don't have a building. 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 But she has the same problem as Grant, which is like, how are you going to get your hands on a building with yeah, nothing? Yeah, it's so insane. Like, these people, their brains are so, like, ruined by being rich. They're yeah. just like... I need to, I just need to find a building like, well, like a normal yeah. person. I just need to find a building that I can buy and do a business out of. And they're really like, they're leapfrogging the like steps of gentrification, you know, like mm -hmm. they're, they both see like these old buildings that could be turned into like, yeah, like luxury apartments with character or whatever. But what they crucially don't have is a class of like young professionals. Like yeah. you can't just build a, like, you can't like refurbish an old, like, like sweatshop or whatever into like a luxury apartment building if there's, there's still steps. homeless people you, you can you can turn <laughs> yeah. it into like an art gallery or a coffee shop but like not yeah. a not an apartment building she then yeah. keeps driving around looking for vintage buildings she freaks out because she can't find a vintage building um and if i'm correct she kind of wraps her story she, wraps yeah. up there she's not really accomplished much i mean she got rent for a month at shepherd's inn she only has 90 days to build a business she got rent at shepherd's inn she worked as a great picker she made a little bit of money doing like that 70 bucks made like 70 bucks um not great grant's not great grant's not still great. beating her right. ass but it's it's funny because like when she's looking for the buildings you get she talks about buildings a little bit and she's like something great is um if there's a grandfather clause, then that means yes. that you don't yeah. have to bring the building up to code. <laughs> yeah. And then um, on the throughout the show, there are these little like quick tips that appear on the screen. Yeah. And the tip that appears on the screen when she says that is clauses save you money. And, Which is um, such a specific and rare like, instance. Yeah. When are you going to have a clause that? <laughs> and sometimes I'm sure there are clauses. You know what? That uh, don't you save you lose money. money yeah. On. Yeah. You get <laughs> lose money. Yeah. Because and she uh, one of them like kind of happens to her later because she's like um, literally looking at this building and she's like I'm going to buy this building and then she looks <laughs> it up and it's like. Um, Oh no, it's a historical landmark. Ugh. Yeah, I like, can't buy that. Gross. We should just tear all these down. <laughs> she, she hates that there's any protected building or land in Fresno. Um, yeah. But while um, Elaine may yeah, have, kinda wraps there. Elaine may have lost a little bit. We have a bigger loser. <laughs> the, in the biggest mix. loser. The biggest loser, loser is still in the mix. The absolute woke tard Monique. <laughs> <It's> still... <laughs> Let's get into Let's it. Let's get into this. Oh fuck. my god! I hate her. I hate her <laughs> so much. She's so annoying. The first sentence she says. Okay, so she she leaves from um, L.A. after 
uh, Timbaland basically calls her a dumbass for doing this. Yeah, she gets <laughs> yeah. in a helicopter. She gets in a helicopter. <laughs> she gets in they, a helicopter. They, they fake her out by going to Seattle. <laughs> yeah. And then they say, no, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 mama. We are not going. She sees Seattle and she's like, oh my God, is, is this where we're going? And the uh, pilot says, no, it's a long range helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And really scary music starts playing. Yeah. And they go to a place that's, it's functionally a suburb of Seattle, yeah. um, Tacoma, Washington, which they try to say that it's like lost industry and stuff. It looks I, cute. Yeah, it seems really, like the most really advanced, that. like, small american city out of the three absolutely like the most like yeah. advanced in like gentrification and everything absolutely advanced in gentrification and like pueblo is like close to denver but it's like an hour fresno i don't think is really close to any other city i may be wrong but mm-hmm. if to- they took a helicopter like that's got to be close right i mean yeah. they said a long range helicopter but how long is the range of a helicopter I, yeah really? I, I think yeah. they i think the pilot was probably annoyed by monique and wanted to scare her <laughs> yes, <literally. laughs> like, we're going to saskatchewan <laughs> We're going to Japan. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So she takes off in the helicopter. She lands in Tacoma. She gets her car. She's driving around. She doesn't really have much of a plan. Um, One of her first sentences is, I need to find a safe space. (laughs) 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 So what she does is she starts, she's like, I need to lean on my faith in this moment. She talks about how she wants to lift up the community and blah, 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 all of this infographic stuff. So what she does is she leans on her faith. She lifts up the community by um, calling churches and asking if she can stay there for free. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She goes to one, it's closed. She goes to another, um, and she sees a guy walking out of the church, and she's like, oh, perfect, I can go talk to him. She's identifying a key player, and the key player is a black pastor. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. 60. And she makes him pay for a hotel room for <laughs> yeah. her, basically. So she like, sobs until he agrees. She to goes get up her. and she literally <laughs> is like, I'm here filming a documentary about young She's black She's like a Lululemon sweatsuit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good afternoon, sir. How are you? I'm good. How are you? And what's your name? Uh, pastor Christopher. I'm Monique Lene. How are you? I'm just moving here to Tacoma. Oh, trying, okay. Yes, sir, trying to build a small business. And so they are. They're filming a documentary about small business owners and entrepreneurs. <laughs> she's in a little <laughs> episode too, and she's just like, I just got here, Pastor. I really need a place to stay. I'm on this mission to prove that young black entrepreneurs can, you know, thrive in America, blah, blah, blah. And he's just. And this like, pastor is on camera. Yeah. So it's like yeah. he has, he can't just turn he her can't away. can't say no. You can't say no. She, like, the other people, you do get the idea that they're trying to start a business, but Monique is, like, it really does not feel like she's trying to, it feels like she's, like, trying to avoid paying for an Airbnb. (laughs) On a vacation or something. She's the biggest scammer in that, yeah, she doesn't try, she's really not trying to make money, she's just trying to get free money. Um, Yeah. And so, there's a cutaway when she's talking to this pastor, there's a cutaway to, like, an interview with Monique and she's like it feels so wrong to be lying to the pastor about my name and my situation however but I've got to do it to prove that people like me can make it in America 
I'm like, mm-hmm. mm, okay. So the pastor literally books, Go off. books her a hotel Go room. Off, <laughs> um, oh, so her, okay, so her, her big lesson from this first section. Vulnerability is an asset. It is not a weakness in business. And vulnerability is an asset. <laughs> <laughs> Which just sums her up. Sums her up absolutely. Literally. Absolutely. Where it's like you're someone who is like, really rapacious and like really looking for a lot of stuff but you're kind of playing up how like how vulnerable your situation is to like curry favor and sympathy Mm -hmm. um so she goes and she gets three nights booked for her at a nice hotel it has like a hot plate i mean not nice but like it's not good it's not not an inn it's not an rv she's got the best Mm -hmm. living situation out of the other but only three days we're only for three days And she does nothing those three days. She literally really does nothing. Okay, so here's so she goes, she basically says, before she does that, she's like, okay, the people at the church are stuffing envelopes for like the NAACP. Yeah. Oh yeah, this is important. And so for later. she's so she's like, let me help you because I don't like I don't want to just take a handout. Yeah. Um, even though she took a huge handout. Hand yeah. So. so she like for like 45 minutes stuffed some envelopes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she very clearly like, she, she announced that she when she volunteers. was done. She's like, so I'm yeah. deciding to do some volunteering to give back to the community. It's like it's like no close. you're paying the community back because they bought you three nights at a hotel. Yeah. Yeah. So she's going through this stuff and there's like a mailing list sitting on the table and she folds the mailing list up and puts it in her pocket and is like this has the name of all the like senator like like senator elects this is everyone. a list of key players. Yeah, key all players. the local government members and like their contact info and it's like you just stole that from the <laughs> office. Like, <laughs> like you're like doing like 45 minutes of envelope stuffing and you stole something from the church yeah like you stole their <laughs> yeah. contact sheet then look i'm gonna stay and help okay. and i'm actually gonna keep this because this is actually a list of some of the most influential people in tacoma and will be a great resource to learn about the community moving forward well not only that <laughs> but like i'm also like there this is the beginning of covid i'm sure there are people who are looking to pastors and looking to churches for a free place to stay yeah. And you took resources away from a church that would have been diverted to something. They paid needed. like full price. <laughs> it wasn't like yeah. stay in the church basement because we're kind. Yeah. The church paid like the like four hundred dollars for her to say. Yeah. And she did forty five minutes of work and then stole a mailer stole. that should have been going to someone for voter outreach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And on that mailer is the name of a local um, progressive candidate who's challenging a democratic incumbent ostensibly with a yeah like a more progressive um <clears throat> ballot and she calls her well her name is well, uh, tawana noble she doesn't call her quite yet she um gets in her car after identifying these key players on the mailer and mm-hmm. she drives around and she's like i'm so hungry i haven't eaten in a full day i'm not taking care of myself and but she's she's very big on like i won't eat fast food i'm not eating junk yes. Yes. So she yeah. buys herself a baked potato. This is a direct quote. She's so stupid. This is a direct quote. It's not, she says, it's not normal. I need a salad. <laughs> and then she, she went to some place and she's like, I couldn't get a salad. They were all over $5. So I got a baked potato. <laughs> I got a baked potato. <laughs> I wanted a salad, but they didn't have any salads under $5, so <sighs> I feel like I can't even think right now because I need to eat. This is called 
hard knocks. So I'm assuming that she's like a vegetarian or a vegan or something. Yeah. She can't go to a grocery store where everything is going to be cheaper than what you can get at like whatever drive-through she got. That she got like a Wendy's baked potato. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, literally. You, like, why would you not go into a grocery store and spend the same like three dollars on like some carrots or something? I know. You know. Yeah. No. Literally. She got a plain baked potato. Because <laughs> she was like, I literally can't even see right now. I'm so hungry. Like, like it's like, bitch, I, a baked potato is not yeah. going to help you very Which, much. Like, this that's, is the first tip that in the business that she runs, she has no knowledge of any kind of like nutrition or healthy eating. She's never she's been like, in the food space. And she um, has a meltdown because she can't get a salad for under $5. And she's yeah. just like, there's no health in this community. People really need healthy options. She goes like Michelle she's, Obama, like school yeah. lunch mm -hmm. on this shit. And she then... But she eats a baked potato, which is, like, what they feed prisoners in prison <laughs> to, like, keep them docile and, like, fat. Yeah. And she um, has her... This is a, a, a moment of genius for her. She... So I'm eating this baked potato, and it's making me think, maybe there's a business idea here. Comes up with her business idea because she has the salad meltdown. Um, and she decides that she needs to go on the mission of presenting this community with uh, ginger shots and wellness shots. But she hasn't started, she hasn't started production or she has no idea about a recipe. Doesn't she have starts, a juicer. She starts by going to the businesses and like yeah. telling them, I already have juice. Do you want to sell my juice? <laughs> yes. She's literally walking into like restaurants being like, do you want to collab on a juice with me? <laughs> yeah. Hey. hey, how are you? So like I'm, I'm making juices. And do you guys partner with like local business owners? Yeah, we've done it before, but not really looking to do that now. Hello. I'm, I'm making juices. Can I try your shots? I don't have any right now. Are you considering adding like a juicing component? Do you have a sample I could leave for my manager? As of now, I don't. So it turns out. And they're all like, no. The first restaurant. <laughs> she's like, I'm not getting anywhere. I, I don't know what I'm going to do. Well, so they also, the first thing they say is, do you have a sample? And she walks out of everyone and is like, I didn't think about that. Didn't think about <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, like she's. The first restaurant wild. she goes to is a soul food restaurant called Southern Kitchen. And she's like, I noticed you don't have ginger shots on the menu. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you talking so about? What are you Why would this place <laughs> offer ginger shots? <laughs> What are Psychotic. you doing? You're fucking so weird. She does that to like, yeah, seven of the places. Doesn't have any samples. She has a meltdown because she has hatched an incredibly stupid business idea. She uh, starts crying. She calls her mom. She's like, I don't want to film anymore. I can't. And her mom anymore. refers to her on the phone twice as the word daughter, as yeah. like the noun daughter, which I thought was crazy. <laughs> totally she was there like, hi, daughter. And it was just so <laughs> weird. <laughs> Hey, daughter. Hey, mommy. <laughs> <laughs> so she gets some sleep in her cushy hotel room. Um, and the next day, she hits social media. She starts talking about how uh, no churches are responding to her anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's blacklisted. She's blacklisted on the church list. So she moves over to uh, Tawana. What's Tawana, her name? Tawana Noble, the progressive uh, Senate candidate. Oh, they have some senators up. Tawana Nobles, she is running for the senator for the 28th district. 
who is in the middle of a campaign during COVID. Yeah. So this is like a very like weeks sh- away from <laughs> yes. the end of the campaign. Mm-hmm. So she with an Instagram account that she <laughs> she, 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 she makes Instagram followers. Eight followers. Eight she has- followers. <laughs> A fake person Instagram account oh, for her new self. <laughs> the most sus Instagram account. And she's like, I wish it just had access to my old social media because it makes sense that she's definitely the kind of like random verified user who DMs you and is like, do you want like a deal? You want to like, she conducts a lot of business through Instagram DMs, yes. I believe. I mm-hmm. absolutely think that's how she's doing most of it. She doesn't have her blue check to aid her here, but she randomly does get a response from her cold message to Tawana Nobles to give her shelter for free. And Tawana basically just responds with email me. She says, <laughs> yeah. she says send me an email. So she sends her an email and then they start talking. Then they start talking. Uh, Tawana call, or she calls Tawana um, and Tawana Nobles is just like, yeah, you can stay with me. In the, in the interview segment with Tawana Nobles, it really seems like she like had skimmed the email and accidentally like agreed to let her stay with her she's like yeah you know i looked really quick and i was like well we'll talk more later but um she showed up and then i looked i looked more into what i she was saying and uh i was like okay (laughs) she had sent me a message on instagram and because i try to be nice to everyone i was like Yes, like totally email me. And I double checked what she was telling me with Pastor Christopher of like, did you meet someone and put them in a hotel? And and he was like, yeah, I'm just. I think that they definitely, like, I'm sure that in between those two things, the producers stepped in and said, we're making this documentary about the city Absolutely. and about small business yeah. and about like black small business. Yeah, yeah. And that's how they kind of pitched it up. Because a oh, yeah, senator, they have to have. Like, like on the campaign trail is not doing that no she's, she's, she's not just agreeing to it for the exposure. In your basement yeah yeah um so tawana nobles agrees to let monique uh stay there and monique's uh business takeaway from this is a repackaging of the first one she just says you have nothing to lose by asking for help which is a very convenient way of just saying you don't have to offer anything but you can ask and sometimes you'll get it <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> and i think monique's Monique's days, and this is the fourth day for all of them. Monique's fourth day wraps up there. Um, she doesn't have much of a plan in place. She does admit that she needs to buy a juicer and fruit so she can produce samples for these businesses. But beyond that, she um, hasn't made any money. She also hasn't really spent any besides the um, baked potato. potato. <laughs> <laughs> I will say she is the she's the best in securing housing, but the worst at securing. I don't know because th- three days. I mean, I guess then she got the free room, but it's all so like it's such a heavy ask. Or everyone else like is pretty comfortable where they are. Yeah, like she's like constant. She's just like using someone's room in their house. Yeah, like a busy woman. It'd be so with awkward. A family. Yeah, like I yeah. have me want to like live in a like family home, which is where she's gonna start living now. Um, yeah, it's like a small house. It's yeah, and it's in the middle of a campaign for the woman. It's like yeah. insane. But so that's where we leave her. She's doing it for the exposure. That's where <laughs> yeah. we leave her. Overall, I think we can definitely say Grant comes out ahead of the pack in these first four days. Mm-hmm. Um, and these epi- this episode was like a, an hour and a half long. There's they so all are. I think oh it's no God. one watches this show. No, so I looked at the ratings and the first. The, the first season had, like, low 
kind of like low streaming numbers, but like decent. And then this second season, which is so much better, has less than a third of what the first season has. Oh my like God. nobody is paying attention to the show at all. I've never heard it mentioned. It did not get picked up for a third season. It's so crazy. It is one of the best shows I've ever seen. Really it's is. so insane. I was losing my mind watching Grant like run around and like be a psycho. His his narrative gets so psychotic. He gets COVID. He like he's <laughs> so angry. He's so angry all the time. He, oh my god, he really just, he goes nuts. They all go nuts, but Grant, like, really, really, really a couple times. Um, we can leave it there. The show, if you want to watch along, is on um, Amazon, Discovery Plus, I don't know. It's on all of those, like, third-rate reality TV show apps. You'll find um, it. Jake, thank you so much for joining us. Do you, do you have any plugs? Me. I don't have any plugs. You don't have any plugs. Okay, we'll <laughs> no, plugs. Plugs. no plug. Team no plug. We'll put your social medias in the yeah. In the at. Thank you, mamas. We love. Bye. We love. Bye.